Hello comrades, my name is... Yes, my name will be removed from this podcast so this way the HGB does not come after me. Today I will be talking about Hannibal Farm, a classic by George Orwell. For the purposes of dramatization, this podcast is set in 1942. Orwell uses Manor Farm, a modest farm in England, to take readers through the journey of the colonization of Russia or now the USSR. Many characters and symbols in this book represent people and events in the history of this region's dark times. My favorite character is a boxer. He is a horse who is described as having the strength of three. He is super dedicated to the well-being of Animal Farm, the new name of Man Farm, and he shows this by working relentlessly without lacking a motivation. His motto is I will work harder, which ends up being detrimental to himself because he works hard without rest until he gets terribly injured. Boxer represents the Russian working class who helped kicked out Tsar Nicholas and established the Soviet Union. He believes that Stalin is always right and any problem can be taken care of by working harder. Boxer never changes in this story and this is because of his lack of education. Mirroring the working class of the Soviets, he was constantly hammered with propaganda that he always believed in because he was never taught to think for himself. After his injury, he was not useful to Hannibal Farm anymore. Instead of the promised retirement, he was sold to the knackers who turned them into glue. This is Orwell's way of telling the reader about how the USSR treated elderly people who cannot work. It was once said by Lenin, he who does not work, neither shall he eat. He is my favorite character because he represents a significant population at this time. He also shows how uneducated people can be manipulated by large governments who have control over the media, education, and constantly use propagandas. I know that this may sound obvious, but bear with me for a moment. The song that Boxer would relate to the most is the anthem of the Bolshevik party 1938. This anthem states that the USSR is the motherland of freer people, that Lenin and Stalin are leading the Soviets to glorious days, and that the USSR is the great power of the world. In Animal Farm, when Boxer got the slightest amount of discouragement from working, he always says, Napoleon, the allegory for Stalin, He's always right, and he instantly become happier 
and much more willing to work. Also, each time the animals suspect the pigs are doing something that is detrimental to them, they would say, you wouldn't want Jones back, who would you? This is what the leaders of the Communist Party told the uneducated, to keep them motivated through the injustices that they should be thankful that they don't have their old government back. Hearing about why Hannibal Farm is the greatest makes Boxer happy because he greatly loves it. So a song like the Bolshevik Anthem, which is basically propaganda about why the Soviet Union is the greatest, would greatly appeal to him. This contains a spoiler, so please pause the podcast and come back after you've read the book. I must say that I'm not very worried about the spoiling the book, more so of the KGB finding this podcast. My favorite part of this book is the ending. Let me give some context. The ending comes around after the pigs have been fully corrupted and start to resemble humans in their behavior. Now I will read it out loud. There was the same hearty cheering as before, and the mugs were empty to their dregs. But as the animals gazed at the scene, it seemed to them that something strange has happened. What is it that altered in the faces of the pigs? Clover's old dim eyes flittered from one face to another. Some of them had five genes, some had four, some had three. But what it was seemed to be melting and changing? Then the applause had come to an end. The company took up their cards and continued the game that has been interrupted, and the animals crept silently away. But they had not gone 20 yards when they stopped short, and up to their voices was coming from the farmhouse. Yes, they rushed back and looked through the window again. Yes, a violent quarrel was in progress. There was shoutings, banging on the table, sharp suspicious glances and furious denials. The source of the trouble appeared that Napoleon and Mr. Pilkington had each played an ace of spades simultaneously. Twelve voices were shouting in anger and they were all alike. No question now. It happened to be the faces of the pigs. The creatures outside looked from pig to man and from man to pig, and from pig to man again, but it was already impossible to say which was which. In this segment, during a card game of humans, Napoleon, Stalin's allegory, tries to cheat by using a fake card, while Pilkington, England's or capitalism's allegory, one of the two depending uh, on what you think, and tries to do the same coincidentally. This causes an uproar because all sides feel cheated. Then the pigs start to form into humans and after a few minutes it is possible to tell them apart. This applies to communism because during Stalin's reign he always promised that his rule is at least better than the capitalists and the dictators. Now after he has become very corrupt which is shown with the pigs drinking alcohol and dressing like humans, which was once forbidden, 
Stalin becomes equal to the rest of the evil dictators in the eyes of the people of the USSR and the world, which is shown by the animals not being able to tell the difference between the pig slash Boshlovak and the human slash dictators and those greedy capitalists. Another point that Orwell brings up in this segment is about power exploitation. While showing that the pigs or communist leaders are cheating, he shows the, the capitalist leaders doing the same thing along with the dictators. I think what he is trying to say is that no matter what type of government you have, once one man has too much power, it is very possible or likely that they will exploit it. In terms some of my less educated friends might understand better, government is not like AK-47. AK-47, no matter what you do, you take through snow, you take through mud, you take through rain, and he still shoot for you, so you can always trust him to work. When the government hides information from you and take from you, you cannot trust them like you trust your AK-47. Hamas' name is either Joseph Stalin or Karl Marx. I think that you will enjoy this book, but I recommend it for people who are high school or older mainly. This book tackles the consequences of communism while gaining the reader's interest to continue to learn about the USSR. I really like this style of telling historical story using allegories. I think that this way is very good at getting an idea across because it can help our reader understand the complex story in simpler terms. I think that Orwell definitely achieved what he is going for and this is mainly because this book was banned in the USSR right after publication. Great success! In the future, this book will also be banned in the UAE, Cuba, China and North Korea. Yes, Korea ends up splitting in a few years. I have one thing to say to Stalin in case this comes to KGB. Please, don't treat us like your vodka. Use us all in one night and then uh, throw out the bottle. Uh, use us like uh, AK-47. We will go to war for you, but uh, please keep us in a nice gun safe and make sure you keep us polished and clean. Thank you very much for listening to my podcast or our podcast, as communists would say.